Hi and welcome to episode 2 of Set Your Mind To It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I'll be sharing personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women to achieve their goals. And for today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about how to stop procrastinating. It's a topic I'm pretty excited to share with you guys. It's one I do feel like I'm pretty well qualified to chat about. Um, And I've learned a fair few tips over the past few years about things that have actually helped me to stop procrastinating. Um, There is a lot of advice out there about things and generic tips and advice that you can do to try and treat the symptom of procrastination, but they don't actually treat the cause. So for today's episode, I really want to dive into why we procrastinate and then go into some tips from there so that that way you can actually understand and treat the cause not just treat the symptoms of why you're procrastinating. So for me a bit of background um, I'm a physio student and I've also done a Cert 3 for in fitness. So in terms of procrastinating my Cert 3 for in fitness was supposed to be an online course that I told my boss I could do in three months. Never done an online course before probably should have taken 12 months. It took me three years. So I do feel like I'm probably qualified to talk about procrastination in that sense. Also with my whole academic education throughout high school and uni, I have always been that person who has left things till the very last minute. I have stayed up till 4am, maybe 5am to get those assignments done. Um, And it's something that really took its toll. It feels really draining, doesn't feel good. So I did want to change it and I actually found some things that worked. Um, But yeah, that's why I can help you hopefully overcome your procrastination habit. And as well, something I've found, it's not something that once you know how to do is necessarily going to stick. I found it's more something that I have to keep working on. I felt like lately I slipped back a little bit and then I've gone back and gone over some podcasts Um, just today and found some really good tips that I think I've forgotten so hopefully by sharing it with you guys you can start to make those changes and you can always revisit them and keep on working on it. You might also find in some areas of your life that it's easier to stop procrastinating than others so you might master this with one thing like it might be exercise you might be really good at not putting exercise off and just getting it done but something like academics might be something that you constantly working towards or it might be work or you know if you're trying to start a business or a side hustle there might be areas that are easier for you than others depending on what you make those things mean. So let's get into it. Why do we procrastinate? It's quite an interesting one but basically we do it because there's a fear that we're not good enough and procrastinating gives us an excuse. So if you leave something till the last minute And then you, let's say, so for me, uni assignment, I do bulk of the work the night before and I can say to myself, I submit it with only a couple of hours or minutes to go. And then if I don't get a good mark on that, I can say, oh, well, imagine how well I would have done, or even if I got a good mark, imagine how well I would have done if I hadn't have left it till the last minute. So it leaves this room for unconfirmed potential. So you can constantly say, I don't know where my potential is because you're never testing it. You're always leaving yourself to the last minute. So you can always say, I could have done better. So this comes down to if we do confirm our potential, then we find out, hey, 
our potential is not what we thought it was, it confirms the fear that we're not good enough. So we're avoiding feeling shame around who we are. Um, So it's really a mindset thing, which is why I thought it'd be a great second episode for Set Your Mind To It, because this is really something that you can set your mind to, to try to overcome. Because it really comes down to those beliefs that you have about yourself that you might not even realize that you have, but it's manifesting as procrastination. And I know for myself, I'm a perfectionist and there's a lot of symptoms for perfectionism, but basically it comes down to having a fixed mindset. And there's a great book on this called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, And she basically says that if you've got a fixed mindset, you think that your skills are set. So you don't think that you can get any more intelligent, for example. So for you guys or for myself, I was praised as a kid for being pretty smart and intelligent. And then that carries on into adulthood, which can be pretty detrimental. So as an adult, really scared to confirm that maybe I am not as intelligent as I was told. So I'm too scared to confirm that potential because if I find out that I'm not intelligent, then what do I make that mean? because I have a fixed belief about my intelligence is what it is, it can't change, I'll make that mean that I'm not good enough because of my own beliefs. However, there is another mindset, the growth mindset. So you can change or you can believe that you can change your abilities. So for example, intelligence, you can believe that your intelligence is something you can always grow and improve on and continue learning and secret, you can intelligence is not fixed but it is drilled into us as kids that our intelligence is fixed and we do tests in schools and all these things that kind of confirm this belief but it's not the case you can continually learn and improve but that's where this procrastination habit comes from the fixed mindset which is a symptom of perfectionism which I definitely have Um, and so that's where procrastination is just a symptom of the cause and the root beliefs that you actually have so part of procrastinating is it's a great way to avoid pain as well um, because you don't have to feel those painful emotions of not being good enough like no one likes to feel that so it's a way to avoid negative emotions (coughs) excuse me and it's also can be used as a way to connect with others so a lot of people identify as putting things off to the last minute and procrastinating Um, So it can be really relatable to leave things till the last minute and be like, oh, that uni assignment, oh, yeah, did it last night. Um, Might be something at work and leaving it to the last minute with a deadline, whatever it may be. Really common thing to bond over. So it's improving your connection with other people. So you're using that as a positive from a negative experience, if that makes sense. Um, And then we can also, on the flip side, use it to gain pleasure, like after doing it for a long time it can be comfortable to procrastinate and if that's your normal then you're going to continue doing things that give you pleasure so with anything in life Tony Robbins really simplifies this concept and it's actually an amazing one if you utilize it correctly because it's really powerful basically anything in life you do is to avoid pain and seek pleasure so if you want to change something you have to change how much pain and pleasure is associated with it so at the moment if you're procrastinating you're associating more pleasure with procrastinating than you are pain so that'll come into my tips later on but just remember that you're actually associating some form of pleasure 
whether it's because what you're doing instead of, say, let's doing your uni work or whatever you're procrastinating it might be, you might be watching Netflix and you're getting some pleasure out of watching an enjoyable show. It might mean that you get to spend time with your significant other. So whatever you're doing as your way of avoiding your task, you might be gaining pleasure from. Um, And another thing is, this is a really interesting one that you might need to actually catch yourself out on. I definitely didn't realize I was doing this until it was brought to my attention, but creating drama around having left things to the last minute and having stress, we actually like that. People, like we all love having entertainment, like there's a reason that drama and like reality shows and things do well. Humans love drama and procrastinating is a way to create it in your own life. So although you might think, oh, that's a bit strange because procrastinating sucks and being stressed sucks, but it's the drama, it's the entertainment, the extra layer of complexity to your life. So that can actually be something that as humans, we're drawn to having a bit of drama and interest, I guess, in our life. So that's another reason that we might do it. Another thing is, if you've done this for a while now, you might have an identity around it. So once you start to identify as a person who procrastinates, you're always going to be wanna, want to be right Sorry about your identity. So as humans, we have a bit of an instinct to be right about who we are. You want to be believing the thoughts that you have because otherwise you get cognitive dissonance where you have two different thoughts that don't kind of mesh together in your head so humans need to be right about who they are and who they believe they are so if you identify as a procrastinator then you're going to fulfill this prophecy about being a procrastinator therefore you believe you are therefore you are you will continue to act in a way that makes you a procrastinator. So that'll come into my tips as well. Um, So those are all kind of the causes for procrastination. Some of them you might already have known, but when I started to hear about a lot of these things, I hadn't heard some of the causes for it and it just blew my mind um, to actually hear why I was doing it and think about it in your own life about why you're doing it and when you're doing it, kind of start to look at your own thoughts around it all be a bit critical of yourself just in the thoughts that you're having around it and see if you can get to the cause considering those things. So there's a fear that we're not good enough and it's an excuse for if we don't do well because, hey, I procrastinated. So you blame it on the procrastination. It's a way to protect your potential. Um, It's a way to avoid shame. It's a way to avoid pain. It's a way to gain pleasure. It's a way to connect with others. It's a way to fulfill your identity of yourself. It adds drama. Um, There's so many reasons for doing it and they're all very interconnected. But if you can look at all those things and acknowledge that they're why you're doing it, then the tips are going to be very, very helpful once you've realized why you're doing it. So that's enough about why we do it. Let's get into how we can stop procrastinating. So I've got 10 tips for you guys. They're not necessarily in any order. I think depending on why you do it and the type of person you are, some of these will be more helpful than others. Um, But I've actually found that these are things that have worked for me. Um, So 
lately I feel like I've struggled a bit more with procrastinating just because I'm probably not being as onto myself with it but it is something that once you're onto yourself if you can kind of take a look at yourself you can hold yourself accountable and you can continuously keep on improving on stopping procrastination so think of this as your starting point if you find that it's something that you struggle with and it's always something that you can keep on working with by applying these tips trying maybe picking one or two from this list that you really want to focus on and then focusing on others once you've really got these down pat but first of all number one tip to stop procrastinating is to stop identifying as a procrastinator this I've put as number one because it is the thing that when I heard this so I first heard it on Sam Laura Brown's podcast the perfectionism project it blew my mind and actually really worked once I started to kind of try and use this thought so stop identifying as a procrastinator the example that I heard was that she so on Sam Laura Brown's podcast she had asked her partner um why how he did things without leaving it to the last minute and he just said that he identified as someone who did things at the first opportunity so I'll say that again as how would he say well if I was to say it to myself it would be a better example I am the type of person who does things at the first opportunity that belief even if you don't believe it if you can try to start using that thought so for me I knew that I wanted to start implementing that belief I'm the type of person who does things at the first opportunity change things game changer because it's an identity that I can create for myself so I was identifying as a procrastinator but if I can start identifying as someone who does things at the first opportunity guess what I want to be right about that so I will do things at the first opportunity easier said than done to implement a whole new belief about your identity but if you can start to implement this and even just be on top of yourself for calling yourself out whenever you hear yourself even if it's just when you hear yourself speaking to someone being like oh I procrastinated I left it till the last minute or the talk that you have listen to yourself when you're speaking to other people if you can try and remove that language and instead being like I will do that at the first chance that I get and start to talk to others like that or just talk to yourself whatever works but stop identifying stop telling people that you're a procrastinator stop telling yourself that you're a procrastinator because you will be so this is the belief I want you to try I am the type of person that will do things at the first opportunity you can change the wording so it works for you so that it feels like something you could believe but that was a game changer like once I thought of that and I started to act on it too that's the trick you can't just think it you do have to act on it so thoughts will create your feelings which will create your actions which will create your results so by having that thought I could get a bit more feelings of motivation and drive and I would act to do things earlier rather than leaving it till the night before and being stressed out of my brains and doing things so mind you with my cert 3-4 that took three years for a bit of context around this belief so I slowly potted it away and so this is a good example because the cert 3 part of the cert 3 and 4 took me 
I'm thinking two years and like nine months, right? I probably only started using this belief maybe two and a half years through that period. And then for the Cert 4, it took me two and a half, three months because I learned to start to control my thoughts and I also did get a bit of recognition of prior learning but it was only because I was putting in the effort and actually chasing it up and doing the work and getting things completed at the first opportunity that I got. I still had things on my plate, I still had to juggle it but I managed to change my identity and actually could get that done so much quicker after a very long three years. That was a very severe case of procrastination. Um, so yeah, it just shows you the power of that. And I did use it as well with a lot of my uni work. I remember I think one semester I had an intensive theory block and I actually changed my thoughts about I was going to do things at the first opportunity. And it really changed that like semester or that theory block for me. It was actually really good feeling and I really got on top of it um, for that particular block so just goes to show you the power of belief with that anyways that's just the first tip so we've still got some more to go so number two I want you to increase your awareness about why you're procrastinating so what is it that you're thinking what are you trying to do so for me I'm doing it because I don't want to, so this is another good example, I was using this, I was using my strategies and advice and I submitted an assignment maybe a day or two before it was due, but for me, like, that's unheard of, I would normally leave it till, like, that deadline, like, even if I'd finished something, which wouldn't happen, I would not finish it early and not submit it, I just wouldn't have it finished until it had to be submitted, basically, and even part of that would be not letting myself say it was finished I'd always go back to it until the very last minute um when I submitted an assignment I think in the last semester it's all becoming a bit of a blur now um but I submitted a day or two early which for me was very unusual even this talk I probably still need to work on obviously because I'm saying it's unusual whereas that should be I'm saying that's my norm that I submit things early so I've slid back a little bit in my beliefs there But I did that and it was actually the strangest feeling because I'd put in my all and actually given it a lot of effort and work, submitted it a couple of days early and there was nothing else I could do. I couldn't say I procrastinated because I didn't. I just got it done and put it in early and then I got my mark back and guess what? The mark wasn't really good like for my own high expectations of myself. I was actually really disappointed with the mark. I didn't fail or anything. And that's part of this. Part of this procrastination and the perfectionism mindset is it might not be that you're failing. It might be that you're doing okay, but you want to do really well. So you've got those really high expectations for yourself. And it's the fact that you're scared that you're not going to live up to them. And so with this assignment, I didn't do well. And I, like, it really sucked because I could, couldn't blame procrastination. I had to go, oh, I gave it my all and that wasn't worth an A and for me who's someone who's always had really high standards that was quite confronting to look at and not have anything else to blame but I couldn't even blame lack of effort because I tried pretty hard 
So I had to go, oh, okay, this is where the fixed mindset comes into it because I could say, oh, I didn't do well, therefore I'm just really shit, I couldn't do any better. Or I could, so that's the fixed mindset. So this is where the challenge comes in. I could say, I'm not good enough. I gave it my all and I'm still not good enough. Oh my God, I'm just going to give up, keep procrastinating because at least then I blame it on the procrastination. I don't have to feel crap. But there's another option here. So this was actually a really good chance for me to implement this because it hadn't happened much before. You can use the growth mindset and you can use it as a chance to learn. So if you're in the growth mindset, you're not considering it a failure, which is kind of what I was initially feeling like my initial reaction was to think I'm a failure. I haven't done as well as I'd like. Not happy with my mark. I failed in a sense. Not that I had failed the subject by any means, but it's just that mindset. But if you take the growth mindset and the growth mindset is that you can learn, you can constantly improve. Nothing is fixed. Your abilities are not fixed. Your capabilities aren't fixed. You can always improve. And people in a growth mindset would look at that, go, okay, how can I use this as feedback to improve for next time? So you use everything as a learning experience rather than making it mean that you're not good enough. So it's the difference of meaning tying something into your self-worth and your self-meaning or whether you just look at it as, okay, that's an individual experience that doesn't define me, but it is a chance to learn about how I could do better next time. So it's two completely different sets of beliefs and that's why this is all a mindset thing the procrastination um, because it just depends the way you look at things and if you see it as an opportunity for growth or if you make it mean something about you as a person so that's number two increase awareness about why you're doing it um, whether it comes down to a fixed or a growth mindset and that will be a bit of a game changer too I highly suspect if you can actually be real with yourself about why you're doing it so number three this is the tip by tony robbins learn to associate more pain with procrastinating than pleasure and i'll go into this in a little bit more detail because this is basically why we do anything and everything that we do because as humans we move away from pain and towards pleasure But humans will actually do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. So it's a bit of a weird one, but it's not equal. Like I think an example Tony Robbins used in his book, um, Awaken the Giant Within, if anyone's interested in giving it a read, it's got some really good techniques and tips in it. Um, But humans feel pain more intensely than they feel pleasure. So therefore, and it's like two or three times more, um, humans will feel pain than they will pleasure. Like it's really interesting. So basically humans will do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure because there's more pain associated with feeling pain, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, So instead of, so at the moment what I said and why we do procrastination or why we procrastinate um, is because there's some pleasure associated with it. There's comfort associated with it. Whatever you're doing instead of the task at hand is bringing pleasure. Or it could be the fact that you're getting pleasure from being able to um, protect your potential and blame procrastination. So, um, yeah, just protecting your potential is that pleasure that you're getting. 
So you have, that's obviously not enough. So you need to associate pain with procrastination rather than pleasure. So learning to flip it on its head. And this comes by doing, you can do a bit of an exercise by writing it out. So listing the things that cause um, like the pain that you get from procrastinating. And then you can put down all the pleasure that you get from procrastinating. But then you have to find more evidence. So you have to think and come up with more examples in your life and even create some. Think of it and start to think of those each time you want to procrastinate. Think of the pain. And you need to come up with more examples in your life of the reasons that procrastination is painful. And you might need to delve into this and go deep. Because initially, there's pleasure. We've already got the pleasure associated. So we have to find more pain. And it might be thinking about... The fact that if you continue to procrastinate the rest of your life with whatever task it is. So if you want to start a business, if you're always procrastinating, always putting it off, for example, then you're never going to be able to fulfill your potential because you've never been willing to test it. You've never really pushed yourself to that potential. You've always protected it. Think about in terms of your life. If you never find out your potential, how much pain do you have associated with that? Like I know for me... If I never, like if I get to 80 years old and retire without, <laughs> hopefully retiring earlier than 80, but you know what I mean, getting to the end of life and not knowing what my potential was, that's pretty painful. So think about it in terms of your life, not just immediately now. Give it some real depth and make it painful. So if you can make procrastinating, tie it to a bigger pain, that will be a bigger motivator than the pleasure because you'll be more motivated to avoid pain than you will be to gain pleasure so that is a really good tip if you can try and think of examples and then think of those when you are feeling inclined to procrastinate okay have a think on that one it's a bit of a mind bender but once you can actually use it game changer i've actually used that one just recently on stopping eating chocolate and it worked amazingly for a little while (laughs) and there's a bit more on that so maybe I'll do another episode on pain versus pleasure at some point because there's a whole um, process to go through and use it successfully but just start to think on that one with associating more pain than pleasure so number four I want you to focus on the effort not the outcome so this is a really important one Because if you're like me, a perfectionist, a lot of people are without even realizing that they are. A lot of symptoms of perfectionism are things like people pleasing, procrastinating, overthinking. Um, There's a lot, but it's a fixed mindset. That is what perfectionism is, is when you think your abilities are set, basically. And then you're scared because if your abilities are set, you want to protect them. So if you can focus on the effort, not the outcome, this will help to change from a fixed to a growth mindset, basically. So if you're focusing on the effort, you're wanting to do as much as you can. And it doesn't matter what the outcome is because you're not going to make it mean anything about you. You're going to see that outcome as a chance to learn if you're in the growth mindset. But if you're in the fixed mindset, you're going to focus on that outcome because that outcome will determine you you'll make it mean something about whether you're good enough or not so if you can focus on how much effort you put into something that will help you to avoid procrastinating because you'll associate 
the effort with getting it done and you're not going to make so I guess the way to look at it is if you focus on the effort then you're not caring so much about what the outcome is because if you've given it your best effort then you know that's all you could have done and that's the key um so I'm trying to think of an example to kind of give that a bit of context um think of examples in your own life where you can kind of see that you've only cared about like the score that you got um because I'm even thinking about that assignment that I did that I wasn't so happy with that one I did focus with the effort and at the end of the day looking back now the outcome I'm not really making that now mean that I wasn't good enough because I did actually put in top effort and that means that I did test my potential and I've just got to look at that as a chance for growth so yeah just putting in the effort and then focusing on that effort as being the thing that you care about not the outcome all right so tip number five limit the time that you give yourself for a task so this is a bit more of a practical tip but I've kind of mixed it up between mindset tips and practical tips because this one really 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 helped so I typically used to just let a task take however long it took so hence why all my assignments were taking me up until the deadline or with the cert three four that didn't have a deadline hence it took three years (laughs) so I don't want that to be you guys I don't want you to have something that takes three years when it should have taken three months or 12 months I want you guys to get things done so put a limit on it I wish I had have done this sooner and when I did put limits on it I did get it done so if you think about that so for me I will limit myself and the first way that I started to do this was I really started to try and get myself into a bit of a routine um, having a good night routine and a good morning routine because I was just really sleep deprived as you can see all the late nights staying up for assignments and it all kind of makes sense but I started to cut myself off from studying and I would used to study up until midnight it's actually crazy to think about now because I just don't do it anymore which is great because it shows you these tips do work it's like really interesting just to think back now but I'd stay up till midnight 1am like that would be normal that wasn't even pulling an all-nighter for an assignment that was just doing the weekly work for uni so I was staying up really late and then not having any time for myself so what I did I think I started to cut myself off at 10 o'clock and then I don't know I must have worked back since then um it's been holidays for the last little bit so that's why I'm a little bit blurry on what time I was doing things because it's gone all around about the place with isolation and whatnot but I started to cut myself off to what time I would let myself study till because then it meant I actually had to get things done quicker I had to work more efficiently and I couldn't procrastinate for as long so basically I wasn't wasting as much time because in my head previously my limit was 12 or 1 whenever I decided I was so tired that I had to sleep I was kind of in my head giving myself a rough time but also just letting my tiredness dictate it when I set myself I don't even know if I made 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. doesn't really matter. You get the picture. (laughs) It was 
I set myself a time that was earlier and then I had to work a lot smarter and harder and I think eventually I did get it back to eight which is why that's coming up in my head because I would have to do a lot more during the day at uni I'd actually started to work a lot more efficiently I started to get more done during the day because I knew I wasn't going to let myself do it later so it was having a bit of discipline with myself and a bit of self-trust that I would stick to what I'd set myself so it's creating rules really for myself to have a really good routine which there was a lot more pleasure to be gained by doing that because it was looking after myself and it was actually working really well for myself um this is all past tense because holidays but that's what I did set the limit for myself about when I would let myself start studying for the day um And then you can take this even further. So I had that limit for the day, but then you can break it down into tasks. So this is tip number six, blocking time. So this is a bit of advice I think I picked up first from Brooke Castillo in the Life Coach School podcast. She talks about how she doesn't work from a to-do list. That's out the window, but she does do one on the Monday of every week. I don't do mine on a Monday every week, but she puts it all on a to-do list and then that to-do list goes into her calendar, blocks it all out in time and then anything that doesn't get from that to-do list onto the calendar gets chucked out. The list goes and then she does it again the next week. If it was important, she'll remember it. So I don't do the, that every Monday but at the moment I've been doing that every day. So you can do it the night before. I've taken to just doing it the morning of just because that's what's working for me at the moment and I do this even when I'm not studying so I haven't had a lot of work at the moment so I've spent a lot of time developing this podcast doing some personal development work and lots of things that I've wanted to do so I've kind of set myself my own um, work I guess in a sense and I've still blocked out my time because I know from experience with uni that's where it showed up worse for me my procrastination it was coming across in other areas so I love reading and doing all my personal development and I wanted to do this podcast but I would still procrastinate and spend time on Netflix if I didn't block out my time so part of this was seeing it so I'd recommend doing this in a calendar on your computer or if you've got a diary that's got enough room for each day do it that way but you want to visually see your day And I don't know, I wouldn't say I'm an overly, maybe I'm a visual person, I don't know. But having that visual, I guess, look at my day, because I used to think, oh, I've got all the time in the world to do that, knowing I didn't, but because I would try and cram it in and push other things aside. If you can do this, so you have to start by putting in all the non-negotiables. So putting those in and then fitting in your to-dos will give you an actual visual look at how much time you've got and when I started to see that I didn't have as much time as I thought to do things and it made me work more efficiently so it's about working smarter not harder I'm sure you've all heard that before but it's so true so put in everything so eating that goes straight into my day first and then I put in my exercise as well because I like to do um, a high intensity workout and a walk with my dog so that takes up about two hours of my day and then 
if you're getting really thorough, you can put in sleep, but I just kind of know those hours in my head. And then you've got to allow for social time. You've got to allow for things like if you're doing meditation, um, just enjoying yourself. So I actually put in my Netflix now at the end of the day, block out all of those things that you know you have to do and things that you want to do. So if it's going to see your friends, put that all in first and then see what you've got left because seeing it visually with blocks that's why I say block out your time in a calendar it just changes everything because you can actually go all right there's not that much time in the week to do this you've actually got to use your time because otherwise you will be like me and stay up till 5am to do stuff and it's not sustainable you will burn out so seeing it will help you to realize how much time you've got and then because you're going to be really good and follow tip number five and limit time that you will do things you'll actually work harder to get things done because you know that's the only time you've got so you do have to have the self-discipline to hold yourself to the blocks and that can be a bit of a thing where your procrastination might come into it and that's where the mindset work will come in but these are some practical tips that have actually worked so well for me and I'm so much more efficient and I just get so much more done like just with a really practical tip so I hope that it works for you guys it might not be for everyone but if it can help some of you guys absolutely give it a go and see if it does help you by having a visual look at your time rather than just telling yourself you've got tons of time and you'll fit everything in because if you're like me and you are ambitious you'll probably be a pretty busy person as well and you'll probably have a lot on your plate so I think one thing I left off because of isolation, work, put work in as well um, to your calendar. That just shows you how long we've been in isolation, two months too long now, but put everything in and then go from there. Okay, so number seven, ask yourself what you're avoiding with procrastination. So this is one you'll have to think about a little bit, but you might be procrastinating to avoid judgment. It might be to avoid judgment from others, um, might be to avoid judgment from yourself. It might be that you're avoiding the challenge of the task at hand. So I know with my Cert 3-4, it was a really poorly designed course in terms of really difficult to complete online with no face-to-face support and hard to access the support, support sorry, during it. So part of procrastinating was I kept on telling myself, I don't know how to do this. It's hard. And those are not helpful beliefs, let me tell you. But I was avoiding the challenge. There was a lot of pain associated with actually doing the task for that. So I was just avoiding the challenge and the hard yards that we're going to have to go into getting it done. Like it was doable, but I just didn't want to do the hard stuff. Another side of this might be you're avoiding doing the boring stuff. So with uni if you find it boring or it might be the work that you have to do for work whatever it is that you're procrastinating if you find it boring that might be what you're avoiding the other thing which by now hopefully you're starting to understand is that you might be avoiding testing your potential so that's coming down to the whole mindset of what are you thinking what are you going to make it mean if you do this task rather than procrastinate with it and will you make that mean that you're not good enough are you avoiding that so have a bit of a 
um, think about that one and ask yourself what are you avoiding by procrastinating. Number eight, be willing to test your potential. Please, 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 if there's anything that you take away from this, is be willing to risk it. Be willing to, and this will change because if you can follow this one tip as well as like stop identifying as a procrastinator, if you can be willing to test your potential because this one is probably something that takes a little bit longer. This isn't probably something I'd say is my number one quick fix tip because it's hard because it's going to require you to work on your self-beliefs. But if you can do this one, if you can change your beliefs and be willing to test your potential and not make it mean that you aren't good enough, if you don't do as well as you'd like because you have such high expectations of yourself, if you're anything like me, then if you can do that, you will change your life. You will stop procrastinating or at least do it less at the very least because you can do things and it won't mean that you're not good enough. And that will mean that you don't have to leave things till the last minute to have an excuse for not doing them. Okay. So be willing to test your potential, find out and like imagine there could be so much pleasure to be gained from this one because imagine if you find out that your potential is even greater winning like that would be amazing it might go the other way you might not do any better than what you are already doing but find out because if you can get yourself in that growth mindset where you don't identify with it then that will be fantastic and that comes into point number nine don't identify with failure so they're kind of tying together here but nine don't identify with failure so don't make it mean if you do fail even if your failure might just be not getting 90%. It might be getting 60%, which for me, that was probably the case. I can't remember exact numbers, but that's kind of what the failure felt like. So it's not an actual fail. But for yourself, if you've got really high expectations, you're considering that a failure in your own eye because you're holding yourself to those high expectations. You can still have high expectations, but don't identify with the failure in the sense that don't make it mean that you're not good enough. Don't have it be anything to do with your identity or who you are as a person, okay? It is just a reflection of the effort. So that comes into effort, not outcome being the focus. So even if you put in 100% of effort, that's okay. You look at that and you adjust and you do differently next time. So you use it as that learning experience. Don't make it mean anything about who you are because that's the whole reason that most people are procrastinating whether they know it or not most people don't because it's just not really common knowledge people don't tend to share this because not everyone is aware of it so hopefully you'll be aware of it after this and finally number 10 this one's not potentially really like the mindset or the practical but recognize ways that you procrastinate so This is just another way to be onto yourself, I think, as a tip, because if you are a perfectionist in that fixed mindset or if you're a procrastinator, however you identify, a lot of people are really, really good at productive procrastination and I am guilty as charged for this. Um, So what I want you to do is even if you can write a list or if not, do it in your head. But think about it and figure out what do you do when you're procrastinating because you might be really sneaky. You might not be watching Netflix, although that would be one way. So you might be procrastinating by 
watching Netflix, you might be mindlessly scrolling on social media, you might be, I don't know, whatever it might be in terms of obvious procrastination, um, just watching telly, anything like that. They are all really common procrastination um, symptoms or ways to procrastinate, sorry. Recognize those, but also recognize the sneaky ones that are productive procrastination. So for me, I tend to clean. I am really guilty for this. I'll just start cleaning my whole desk because I tell myself I need a clean space to study or to work. Nope, that's a lie. It is a way to procrastinate. So if you're doing this, if you're procrastinating, stop it. (laughs) Call yourself out on it. Be aware that it's a way that you're procrastinating. So if you know yourself, if you're onto yourself, then you can go, okay, I'm procrastinating and then work through these other tips about focusing on effort and limiting task time and all of those kind of tips. Um, But you need to know what you do to procrastinate so that when you're doing it, you can call yourself out on it because other sneaky ways Uh, if you're, um, like me, like I would always like to color coordinate everything. I think in year 12 was probably my worst time for this. Definitely don't do it as much anymore or really at all. But in year like 11 and 12, I was holding myself to a pretty high standard back then, but color coordinating everything and calling that studying by highlighting my notes and making posters wasn't actually learning anything but I was spending time on the task at hand and I was calling that study but I wasn't learning things I was maybe maybe I was visually going over things but color coordinating notes and posters um, and writing out notes once I'd already like looked at the content content um, writing things out it wasn't actually really benefiting me so I was procrastinating but I was doing it in such a productive way with the task at hand that I didn't even know I was procrastinating, but I wasn't getting things done. I was spending so much effort on presentation um, that I wasn't fulfilling my potential at all. Um, Definitely wasting time. So being aware of what you do to productively procrastinate. Um, I don't know what other things, I can't think of any at the top of my head right now, but think of your own about what you're doing so have a bit of a list in your head of ways that you procrastinate my go-tos are definitely having Netflix up I used to this is a good one I used to always have um, a TV show on at the same time as I was studying and I would do split screen or I would have like laptop and then a hard copy of my notes and study like that that's probably one thing that I have completely stopped doing. I haven't put it down as a tip. So this can be 10A or 10B as a bit of a bonus. Don't like simultaneously try to do tasks. Just do one at a time um, because if you're trying to dual task with something, you're still just procrastinating because you're not giving your attention to the task at hand. And that's, yeah, there's actually a lot more on this. This should have been a, a point eleven, but anyways. Um, the one t- like once I started to get really productive and not procrastinate it was when I started to put my phone out of the room because what I was going to say which has prompted this little train of thought is that I'm on Netflix or I'm on my phone I'm on Snapchat I'm on Facebook Messenger Instagram you name it I am distracting myself with scrolling 
and not getting shit done. Um, and once I started to put my phone, <laughs> this is how bad I was. <laughs> Still probably am. Um, okay, not as bad though, but I've got to give myself some credit where it's due. But I put it in a separate room. I put myself in the study, shut the door, put the phone in another room and I would set myself. So this is when the blocking of time and the limiting of time started. Um, I would put myself in that room and go for an hour. I am not touching my phone and holy shit, that is when I started to get productive. I would actually get so much done in an hour, not checking my phone. So I went from a couple of years, like four or five years ago, doing the split screen TV at once. And even if you're with like your partner and you're sitting in the lounge room and you're watching like the TV in the background at the same time as studying, I want you to try and remove yourself and just do the one task because when you're doing those two tasks you're not getting it done as efficiently or as effectively and it would probably take you 15 to 30 minutes to do the task that took an hour with distraction so phone tv netflix whatever it is i want you to try and really put yourself in an environment where you're focused and that way you're removing that procrastination so recognize what those procrastination um, methods are and just go for it. So you're going to work for a shorter amount of time. So you might only block out an hour, but you get shit done in that hour. So normally for me, like I would have let like a, for example, um, had anatomy, would let like the work for that take six hours. Like, cause I know it would take from dinner till midnight. <laughs> That's why it's six hours. It would just take me all night. I could get that done in an hour if I hadn't have sat in the lounge room with the TV on and my phone beside me and messaging people the whole time and talking to people in the lounge room. So I want you to put yourself in a calm, focused, distraction-free environment, maybe have some music on in the background, but don't have anything that's like visually going to distract you and set yourself to work and see how much you can get done in an hour and that will help you focus on the effort because you're going to put in 100% effort for an hour and then you get to reward yourself. So here comes the pleasure by spending half an hour, an hour or the rest of the night because you've just saved yourself five hours, if you're me, watching some Netflix guilt-free and that's so much better. So there's a bit of pleasure to be gained and that's the pain versus pleasure. So you can use that pleasure as motivation. Um, I'll leave it there because I could talk hours about this topic and it's already been about 50 minutes so I will stop there but I want you guys to think about those 10 tips so I'll go over them one last time so you can kind of take away the ones that you want to really focus on but the 10 tips are one stop identifying as a procrastinator two increase your self-awareness about why you're doing it three associate more pain with procrastination than pleasure four Focus on the effort, not the outcome. Five, limit time for a task. Six, block your time. Seven, ask yourself what you are avoiding. Eight, be willing to test your potential. Nine, don't identify with failure. And ten, recognize the ways that you procrastinate. And little 10A, do one task at a time. So, guys, I hope that's been helpful. It is definitely a topic that I'm so passionate about because... I have learned the hard way and I really, really do want to share any tips or advice in this topic that will help you because I've definitely learned 
a fair few things that have actually helped and if they can help you guys oh that would just be amazing so set your mind to it and really get it done because this will really help you achieve your goals if you can implement even a couple of these tips you'll see a massive difference in your life and it'll change the way that you feel and it'll be so good (laughs) sorry set your mind to it get it done and also thank you so much for listening this has been a really long chatty episode hopefully you like it I probably will be doing chatty episodes so um, that's probably just going to be the style of the podcast but I've also now got an Instagram so if you guys want to go check out set your mind to it followed by an underscore on Instagram come along check out all the posts there and send me some messages and let me know what you're loving or I'd also love to hear what you guys would like to hear in future episodes. You can also, if you're on um, the Apple app, <laughs> so on iTunes, um, the podcast app, please, if you've got a chance, scroll down to the bottom of the page and just quickly hit the five stars if you have found that this has been helpful. It would mean so much to me to get this podcast out there so that more people can hear it. So if you do have a second, even if you're on your phone right now, scroll down, give it a five-star rating if you've loved it. And if you've got a little bit of extra time, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review with what you've found helpful or what you've loved so far. Um, Thanks so much for listening, guys. It's been a long episode, but hopefully it's been worthwhile. And I'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.